0: here with us today. Um, I have a few announcements that I would like to, uh, to give you, whether you are on our live stream, on Facebook Live, whether you are here. Uh, right now would be a good time to get communion if you have not. Uh, so if you're at home, feel free to get uh, crackers, uh, juice, whatever it is that you have uh, will, be, will be perfectly fine. Also, um, a few other announcements. Um, we are still collecting shoe boxes I imagine she'll probably let it go until tomorrow at noon. So if you can get your shoe boxes in by tomorrow at noon, uh, that would be great. These are for uh, kids. It's Operation Christmas Child, and you can see a slide right there uh, with some of the details and information on that. Also, our women are going to be, we're doing a coat drive, which is going to go to two different places. It's going to go to True Light and Avenue of Life. And uh, I can tell you this much, I've got a, a trunkload of coats in my car right now that I need to get out, and hopefully you guys have a bunch that you're able to give as well. These are going to be going to two uh, ministries in our community, in our uh, area here, uh, that really make sure that these get to the places where they're most needed. I'm also going to invite to anybody, this is a, for parents especially, but honestly, this is for grandparents, this is for anybody. Um uh, I, along with our student ministry, our children's ministry, along with uh, Blue, uh, Blue Springs Christian Church, is going to be hosting a parent webinar tonight. It's going to be, it's called Technology. And we're going to be talking about how to parent in a digital age. So if you are interested in any in any fast, uh, form at all with this, uh, we encourage you to, to get registered for that. It's going to be at 7 o'clock tonight. Uh, also, last thing that I wanted to just talk about is Greg is going through a series called Hashtag Redeem 2020. And I want to encourage you to be a part of a movement here at Southwoods uh, because I'm already hearing from a lot of you, I'm hearing, how, what are ways that I can serve? What are some things I can do? Uh, so if you're if you're bringing the, and asking the church some of these things, that I know that there's a lot more of you who haven't asked us. You already know some ways that you can maybe be serving. But here's the thing. We want to we want to get a feel for, not not us as a church, but I want people to get a feel for how God is redeeming this year. It has not been a great year overall, but I truly believe, just as Greg's been talking, that there are so many things that we can do to redeem it, and so here's what I encourage you to do. I want you to go and find a way to serve, and I want you to capture it either in a video or in a picture, and I want you to post it on Facebook or whatever, whatever form. Facebook is where we'll probably be able to check it with the hashtag Redeem 2020. No spaces, just hashtag Redeem 2020 somewhere in your post. And we also encourage you to tag our church. Here's a picture. In case you uh, haven't had the chance to do this on, uh, on our Facebook page, there's a couple pages that we have. And this is the one that we use. Notice it says, you belong here. That's the one. You may have to go and find that one. Type in Southwoods Christian Church. And when you see that logo, that's the one. You belong here. That's our Facebook page that we are using. And I encourage you to tag that, tag our church and put in hashtag redeem 2020 with something that you are doing to redeem this year, serving somebody else by by raking their leaves, by uh, making a a batch of cookies to take over to neighbor, just anything that you can do that works to encourage people to redeem this year for more than it has been. Let me pray, and then we're going to get started into an amazing day of worship. Are you happy to be here this morning? Isn't it great? Thank you for joining with us online as well. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, (laughs) we thank you that you have redeemed so much more than 2020. This isn't even a speed bump in in your plan, Father. You you are so powerful. You You are our ultimate redeemer. And Lord, we put our trust in you. And because of that, even in the midst of hardships and struggles and chaos, we can still praise and worship. Because it's not about us. It's not about our circumstances. It's about you. And that has never been shaken. So Lord, as we praise and sing today, let us remember that that you are the light that we look to. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and stand and we're gonna sing.
1: Everything
0: We're going to go to another song that uh, is honestly, I love it, this is one of my favorites and I encourage you just to sing, not only sing this, but listen to the words as you sing them.
2: To greet one another, take a wave, say hello on the live stream. Glad to have you join us. All right, so it's so wonderful to hear you all praise this morning. Uh, with song, it's so here, it's so great to know you're praising on the live stream. You know, you're, and it's what I love about worship, is that it's just a, it's a one-on-one thing with you and God. It's just between you and Him. And we get to take a moment and just turn our eyes on Jesus. And everything else in the world just fades away in light of his glory. Like His, just Everything else just fades because of how amazing he is. And so we can take this time as well to do that in uh, the way we trust him, and we can do that through our offering as well. So we're going to take a, take a moment, take a look at the slides for the three ways you can give. And uh, we are just so, so blessed. Um, To see that as a church, we've been faithful and giving continually Um, as things are crazy and uncertain around the world. Like we just keep giving faithfully to God and we fix our eyes on him and we worship him in that way. Let's continue to praise him this morning.
0: So much for who you are. Thank you for coming to earth. Thank you for being this gift. Lord, we thank you for the gift that that brings us salvation, that brings us redemption. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated for a second here. There's. Do you ever have these feelings of just darkness? When I, was, um, when I was a teenager, I went to camp, and I, we were in these horrible, like, cement plate, uh, bunks, bunk beds, rooms. And I remember waking up one, one night. I don't know why I woke up in the middle of the night, and I literally could not see my hand in front of my face. And I've hardly ever had this before, but it just, I panicked. I've never really had like an anxiety attack, but that was one moment I kind of did, and I don't know why, but I remember I just had to get down on the ground and just crawl my way to the door to find the light. Sometimes we're like that. Sometimes we just, just the darkness seems overwhelming, and we just have to drop down and crawl our way to the light. didn't even plan this this morning this this god just all, the holy spirit just all of a sudden reminded me of this this moment that i had in my life but sometimes we have to do that we just have to crawl down get down on our knees and just look to the light this song that we just sang is very powerful to me there's so many words in here that just resonate and hit home i just love how it says the work is finished the end is written jesus christ my living hope He's not just my hope. He's my living hope. He is alive today. And when we worship and we sing these songs, we are not singing to a dead God, one who is distant and far off. We we sing to a God who is living, and he asks each and every one of us to come to him. Crawl if you must. When we take communion, That's what we're doing is we're thanking God for the gift, for that light that he has provided for us, that he has given his own blood, that we might have hope. So as we take communion here, I want you to take some moments and just talk to God and thank him that in the midst of our whatever darkness, not only has the light risen to meet it, it surpasses it. The light breaks the darkness and the darkness has no place to go. It is defeated. Praise Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for being our light. In fact, you are so much of a light there. There's not even really shadows around you. You reveal everything and Sometimes that's uncomfortable, Father, but Lord, I thank you so much that you continue to love us even in the midst of that. Lord, I pray right now that no matter where we're at in our lives, maybe we feel very, very distant from you. Lord, I pray as we take communion, we, we talk with you. We get real with you about what's, what's going on. And we reclaim you once again. We, we run to you crawling, <laughs> Run crawling. Lord, if maybe we're, we're people who have gotten used to, to doing this every week and it, we don't have any big, big things that we feel standing between you and us. But Lord, so often it can be, we can be pharisaical and just get so used to the routines. And Lord, I pray right now that we just, we drop all that and we're just real with you once again. Reminding ourselves of the blessing of the Son who gave his life for our freedom. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Serve a good God, don't we? He is a good God. So uh good morning. Welcome, Southwoods. It's good to see you on site and online in both locations. We're grateful for uh your presence with us today. Before I dive into my message today, I just want to give a real quick announcement, one more announcement, uh, just so you can plan. Uh on Sunday, November 29th. How many of you know which weekend that is? It's the weekend after Thanksgiving, right? It's a Sunday after Thanksgiving. We are not, we're not gonna have any on-site service that day. We've decided because it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving, a lot of us are gonna be outside of our bubbles, the normal relational bubbles that we're all a part of. As we've just thought about it, kinda prayed about it with COVID continuing to do its thing. It just seemed prudent since we can to, um, to do that and that one Sunday. So which Sunday is it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. November 29th, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Uh, So it'll be a live stream only event uh, that day. And uh, here's what I would encourage you to do. I know a number of you are going to have family with you. Sit down in your house somewhere with your family if you're going to be with them and have a meaningful worship service and spiritual discussion with family who you might not be able to get to come here. And so uh, you'll make the most of it. And, of course, that's what we're all trying to do right now with all this COVID stuff. But uh, December 6th, we'll be back in, uh, in action again live here on site as well as online. So, uh, so make note of that. We'll mention again next week so you can kind of forget about it for a week if you want to. But just, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind, okay? All right. With me? So far, 2020 has been a year for the record books, hasn't it? It's just been, uh, it's been a weird year uh, on so many levels. I continue to uh, eagerly await some of the pundits who will write reflective thoughts about the year, and that—that uh, that we're not very far away from being able to see that. But during this series that uh, we're in, we want to help each of us seize some of the opportunities that are still available to, re- to redeem 2020, and there are plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities to, to make a difference in our world and sort of make something good out of this year. Last week we talked about the, uh, you know, s- what the difference serving someone can make in, in your life and in someone else's life to redeem the year. If you missed that message, would encourage you to go out to uh, our, live, uh, our live stream account on our uh, website or you can go out to Facebook Live either way and watch uh, last week and just let it encourage you toward that direction to make the most the serving opportunities that are ahead between now and the end of the year. But today we're going to focus on another biblical way to redeem this crazy year. And uh, I want to illustrate for you the idea behind it. I want you to be able to see this uh, with me here uh, this morning. To redeem 2020, each of us needs to focus on being a light, being a light for God between now and the end of the year. Obviously, you've got to focus on it beyond that too, right? But we want to focus on being a light, as bright a light as we can be between now and the end of the year for God. Listen to Jesus in Matthew 5. He says these words, verse 14 and following. He says to his disciples, You... Are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. You, know, you don't light the candle and just hide this. You don't do that. A lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that, you're, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. According to Jesus, you and I are the light in an otherwise dark world. And Jesus wants us to let our light shine. He wants us to let our light shine for others to see and for God. And the good deeds that we demonstrate with our lives are part of that light. I mean, that's that's part of what radiates into the world around us. But the important question that remains is this, what kind of good deeds shine a light into the darkness? What kind of good deeds cause people to think of God's goodness and want to praise him? What kind of good deeds might Jesus have been thinking about when he spoke these words in Matthew 5 when he said, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your father who is in the heavens. Matthew 5 doesn't tell us specifically what kind of good deeds God has in mind, what kind of good deeds Jesus has in mind. But there are numerous other passages in the New Testament where we can clearly see the examples, numerous examples of what Jesus must have had in mind And some of them show up in an event in the life of Jesus that I want us to look at together this morning. If you have your Bible with you, uh, either online or in person here with us, open it to Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at Luke chapter 5 this morning, an event in the life of Jesus that illustrates really vividly how to be a light that expels darkness and prompts people to praise God that's the kind of light that we, uh, we want to be, that God wants us to be. Let's look at that passage together. Luke 5, we're going to start in verse 17, and this is uh, what the Bible tells us. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. And it seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus, so men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up, on the, up to the roof and took off some tiles, and then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. Pharisees and Pharisees, Teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We've seen amazing things this day. We've seen amazing things. Now these verses illustrate really vividly how to bring light into our world. And for the next few minutes, I want to shed some light on how we can spread some light, if you will. And this event in the life of Jesus shows us at least four ways that we can spread some light in our world, in our relational world, wherever we go and wherever we do. And the first way uh, we uh, can shed some light in our world, in our sphere of relationships is this, we we can introduce our friends to Jesus. That's like the most basic obvious thing that you and I can do according to the text in order to really spread some light in our relational world. That's what the friends of the paralyzed man did and that's what we need to do. We need to use scriptures, we need to use stories of Jesus. We need to look for creative ways to bring the person, the character, the nature of Jesus before the people who we are in relationship with. Uh, For over a year, I've had people in my life trying to get me to pay attention to an app that recently came out, about a year ago, came out. Uh, It's The Chosen. Are some of of you familiar with the app, The Chosen? And I would say, if you're not familiar with it or you've just been like slow, like me, uh, on the app, I would encourage you, go download. How many times am I gonna encourage you to download an app? Not real often, okay? But this is a good one. I'd really encourage you to download you, you version, which is, you can get all these versions of the Bible. So that's a good one. Dou- download The Chosen. Just put into your, uh, your uh, account, you know, The Chosen and, and download it. Why would I say that? Because there's eight, eight uh, weeks, eight programs in the first season, and they're making multiple seasons of this. And they're trying to stick really close to what Scripture says. Now, there's, you know, there's a little license there, but generally speaking, they're really, really tight to Scripture. Why would I point this out? Because it's another way to bring Jesus in front of people that's pretty consistent with Scripture. And let me just say, some of you are going to have family members in your home in the next few days, next two, couple of weeks or so. It's an opportunity, another way. You can watch the cowboys get beaten or uh, you can watch an episode of The Chosen. Uh, I I know Jeff who's running the tech stuff in the back room is in trauma right now (laughs) because I mentioned his cowboy's losing. But uh, anyway, the the, the point I'm trying to make is this, you and I have to look for creative ways to help our friends get to know Jesus for who he really is and not just who they assume he's gonna be. Why is that so important? If our friends will let us introduce them to him as he really is, you and I know what they're going to discover. They're going to discover that Jesus forgives and heals. He does it to the body, the soul, the spirit. I mean, he forgives and he heals, just like we see in this text. They may think they're going to find judgment and condemnation because the evil one constantly whispers in all of our ears that that he's really condemning, he's really really judgmental. But the truth of the matter is, he forgives, he heals. And Jesus himself says this about his mission in John 3. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world. Why'd he come according to Jesus here? To save the world through him. That's, That's why God sent Jesus, to save the world. Introducing people to Jesus is the number one way to spread light in our world. There are other ways, but this is sort of like first in line, and the holidays are coming. You're going to have some fantastic opportunities, either on-site with family members, even through phone conversations, other kinds of uh, FaceTiming, various things that you do with family. If you just open up and speak of your faith, and open their eyes to who Jesus really is. To the loving, good, gracious, perfect, holy, merciful person that he is. The second way, though, that we can spread some light that shows up really here in Luke 5 is that we can choose to live by faith. You know, the friends of the paralyzed man in the text were just determined, determined to live by faith Regardless of criticism, regardless of the circumstances that were thrown their way, I mean, their faith was really clear in the text, if you follow it along close, as I read that. I mean, they carried the guy to Jesus on a sleeping mat, okay? You think about that. A sleeping mat is not like a... You, you, the sleeping mat in, in ancient times was not a stiff board, even. This is like a... You would roll up your sleeping mat or roll it out is what you would do, and so... Literally, the guy's like dead weight. And they're they're fighting through a crowd with a guy on a sleeping mat to get him to Jesus. They broke through physical barriers to get him to Jesus. Remember, they basically de-roofed the guy's house. Sections of the tile work removing so they could gain access to where Jesus was. They were not to be deterred And it's so obvious that their faith was there because in verse 20, it just tells us Jesus could see their faith. Jesus saw their faith. But here's the thing about faith. Not only will Jesus see your faith, so will everybody else around you. Everybody else around you will. Faith like these individuals had stands out. It's countercultural. It dispels the darkness of unbelief. It creates ripples wherever it goes. Right now, because of COVID, let me just say every gesture of kindness that you demonstrate towards somebody else, I mean, whatever your gesture of kindness is, I mean, it's a really low bar right now. Really low bar. Any gesture of kindness that you demonstrate right now is a visible expression of faith to an awful lot of people around you. It just is. Because many people are kind of scared out of their minds right now. Many people still don't want to go to the grocery store. Many people still don't want to even come to church. Many people, I mean, this is just the nature of where we are as a culture right now. And so here's the thing, if you and I Will be wise and creative, but remain committed to living in faith and showing gestures of kindness to the people around us. Faith-filled gestures of kindness. Your gesture of kindness is going to point people to Jesus. It's going to get their attention. It will point them in a direction that will help to redeem this year for them and for you. How do you need to demonstrate faith in your world right now? Maybe there's some gesture of kindness the Holy Spirit's from bringing to your mind, you need to do this, but you've been reluctant to do it. You know. I was even thinking about it as uh, we were talking about the coats this morning. I just thought, you know, right now what happens is it's kind of like think, oh, I should, I should bring a coat and demonstrate that you, you know, just because I don't re- really need this coat anymore. But what do we do in our head? Just, just what do we do? We just go, can I? Can I transfer COVID to somebody if I give them my coat? And so that we just weird out on that and don't think about the fact that, like, guess what? If that coat sits there for about a week and a half or so, th- there's nothing transferring on it except maybe, like, whatever's on it, hair, your hair, that will get cleaned off. You know what I'm saying? It's, I, we just have to think creatively and not from a place of fear. We have to think from a place of faith. Faith. That just because there's concern, it's not a time to forget our faith, to live by faith. In fact, it's interesting, Jesus, or the scripture says in Hebrews 11 6, I've, I've loved and hated this verse for years. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. We need to look deep within ourselves and summon some faith and courage like these uh, like these friends of the paralyzed man did and it's in you you can do it you were made for this you were made for this every one of us there's a third way to spread some light in our world that we see in Luke 5 we can learn from Jesus be quick to forgive be quick to forgive you know and a culture that seems to be increasingly characterized by criticism, condemnation, corruption. You know what really stands out besides faith? You know what really stands out is forgiveness. Forgiveness really stands out. It's countercultural. It is God's primary nature toward us though. We have to remember this. Forgiveness is one of God's primary characteristics. He's merciful. He's gracious. He's forgiving. He's quick to forgive. Now, the Pharisees in this text, the teachers of religious law, they weren't really into forgiveness. Uh, They were more into what I might uh, refer to this morning as spiritual forensics. It's really what they were into. Less forgiveness, more spiritual forensics. They wanted to know what went wrong. How did it go wrong? They wanted to do spiritual crime scene analysis. It's what they were into as they're here. They see what they believe is a spiritual crime taking place. And so they go into forensics mode. And they're analyzing with great scrutiny and detail the the words, the, the facial expressions of people, all this kind of stuff. And let me just say there's a lot of people in our world like that. It's the norm, you might say, for human nature. But Jesus taught his disciples to pray a different way. And uh, remember, remember we said, you know, Father, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Remember what he taught us to pray? Why would he pray that way? Why would he teach his disciples, those who are his followers, those who claim to be the followers of Jesus? Why would he teach them to pray this way? Because, uh, multiple reasons, but at least two of them are this, that that's how God is. That's the nature of God, and he wants his disciples to be like him. It's a big part of the reason. And because he knew that forgiveness like that spreads light wherever in the world darkness has crept in. And let me just say, where transgression has Multiplied, the only way to spread light in that place is for forgiveness, to multiply in that place. Is there someone in your life that you need to forgive as God is and has forgiven you? There's one more way to spread some light that shows up in Luke 5, and that's this, that we've, we must remember Jesus has the power to heal. This is one that makes some of us nervous, but it's true. I mean, Jesus has the power to heal. When Jesus told the paralyzed man to get up and walk home in front of us, crowd of skeptics, okay? This was not like, you know, on uh, the Daystar Network, where everybody who's watching are already believers. No, this is, this, is, this is a crowd of skeptics here, and Jesus is telling this paralyzed man to get up and walk home. When he does that, what's the Bible say happens? Verse 25 says, Immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We've seen amazing things today. And they had. You know what the Bible says about Jesus in another place? Hebrews 13, verse 8, it says this Jesus Christ is the same, say it with me, yesterday, today, and forever. What does that mean? Here's what it means. What Jesus could do then in Luke 5, Jesus can do now. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Some of us need to remember this. We need to remember this. Faith is a key part of this, remembering this. Several years ago on a mission trip to Brazil... I met a number of guys at one of uh, the churches that we were kind of connecting with. And uh, every Sunday afternoon, uh, I was really impressed with these guys because every Sunday afternoon what they would do is they would, would visit local hospitals there in their town and they would just go from room to room to room talking to total strangers. I mean, they weren't there a long time, but they would go each room and they would just say, introduce themselves, ask them a few, kind of a few questions and say, you know, would it be okay if I just prayed for you? Pray for, for God to heal you. And people who said, sure, they'd pray for it. People who said, eh, nah, I'm not interested in that. Uh, you know, they'd go on their way. But you know what happened? I mean, when I talked to these guys, they described to me how every, every Sunday afternoon, this is what they would do. This was their norm, the kind of their ministry, really. And they would go, and here's what would happen. Literally, every person they would pray for was encouraged. Everyone, without exception. And hear this. Some of them were healed, and some of them gave their lives to Jesus. They told me story after story after story of people that God healed as they prayed for them. Of things that had landed this person in a hospital. And it was because they prayed. God honored that faith. Friends, when you do that kind of thing, when you demonstrate a good deed of that sort, just praying for somebody who's sick in their presence for them, whether you know them or not, you're spreading light. Minimally, you're encouraging them. But It might make a physical difference in their lives because if you and I will remember, Jesus is still Jesus. And if he could do it then to heal somebody, he can do it today. And you and I don't get to dictate every time he's going to heal somebody, but the fact that he may not heal everybody doesn't mean that we just should not ask him to heal everybody that we come in contact with. And you can do that without being obnoxious. You can do it in faith and with humility and care and concern for the other person got to remember that we serve a God who has power unlike any other God, past or present. He alone is God. And we spread light when we walk in faith, believing that. Friends, we've still got time to redeem 2020 we just got to be open to spreading some light. we got to be looking for biblical ways and just the, you know, every opportunity that we can demonstrate a gesture of kindness on God's behalf to, to bless somebody's life. But in light of the passage we looked at this morning, I just want to ask you, is there some person in your life that God's been prompting you to introduce to him? Somebody that God, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's somebody you work with. Uh, maybe it's somebody who you, you walk with in the neighborhood. Maybe it's somebody who's, you, you, one of your kids is on a, a sports team and, you know, you've got a parent there that you're connected to or something else. Is so there somebody you need to pr- introduce to Jesus for who he really is and not necessarily who they expect that he would be? Maybe you need to forgive somebody. Maybe you need to seek God's healing for someone or even for yourself. We choose to live by faith because in doing that, you're going to spread a lot of light. You're going to spread a lot of light. And what we have to remember is that we, in the words of Jesus, you are the light of the world. You don't light a light and hide it and cover it. You don't do that. What do you do? You put it on a stand. You, you let your faith burn bright. Your heart for God burn bright. You do with God's counsel and guidance anything you can do to stoke the fires of your faith. And then you let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Father in heaven. That's what our world needs right now. And that's what you and I need to redeem this crazy year. We're gonna close with one more song and as our worship team sings it, I just wanna invite you to celebrate with us the light of the world. If you think about it this way, I mean, Jesus says in Matthew five, we're the light of the world, but the scriptures also tell us in John one that Jesus is the, all caps, light of the world. What gives? Is he, are we the light or is he the light? He's the light, but here's what happens is, as the moon reflects the light of the sun, our lives are intended to reflect the light of the sun, S-O-N. That's God's intention. And though our light is dim compared to his, uh, this morning right now is a good opportunity for us to remember the brilliance of the light of the sun whom we serve and whose faith we walk in. So listen close, if you would.
0: Testing. This is a new song. Uh, Tell you what, go ahead and stand up as we sing this song. here. You are in our presence because we are here gathered together, worshiping in your name. And Lord, I thank you that you have called us to be your hands and feet to a world, a world that needs you. And so, Lord, let us not be uh, ashamed. Let us not be timid. Let us be bold in reflecting the light that you give us into a dark world. Lord, uh, we will stand out because we're going to look a lot different. But Lord, I also believe that as people see and experience the warmth that comes from your light, they will find peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a wonderful week. We love you.